Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. We are very excited about the new year, and every year we set goals. Michelle is actually a big advocate for, she's always telling me at least, to manifest my dreams and to plan them out and to have resolutions. And it's something that we both feel strongly about. So this time we're talking about manifesting good health and putting good practices into place to make that happen for yourself. Right. This is one of the most common New Year's resolutions is I'm going to be healthy. And so often we start with the best of intentions and oftentimes are very successful in the very beginning of the year. But we want to share tips to not only help you put that into practice here in January, but also to make sure that we're doing things that can be longstanding, that can create healthier habits and can really integrate healthy living into our lives long term and not just something that's going to die after the new year. Some things that help us include all of the things that we're about to say, but (laughs) we'll start with number one, always have healthy food in the refrigerator. And for me, if I'm hungry, I have a very short window of time where I need to get food in my belly. I'll either get cranky or I'll slip out of my, of what I want for myself. And that's going to fast food or going to Chipotle or, or somewhere quick and easy. But if I were to have had food at home and knew that, I would just go home and know that I had something healthy to eat right away. So what I do is I meal plan, I keep healthy snacks, and I make sure that I tell myself that I don't really need fast food. I just need food in my belly. And it's best if that's healthy food. Right. And the best way to prevent that is have things already prepped and ready on hand and then have some great fallback meals. So We love always having, first of all, fresh fruit at home, or if we're traveling for the day, stick an apple or a persimmon or whatever in your bag so that you have fresh fruit that you can always turn to. When you come home from the grocery store, if you got carrots, you can pre-chop them so that they're ready to eat with a tub of hummus. The moment hunger strikes and you're not tempted to go another direction by the time you get so hungry that you just need to eat. You can also put something like a Cliff Bar in your glove box. Yep. Yep. Those are great. Any kind of snacks that are healthier than the ones that you would turn to with no options anywhere. And then it's also so good to have those fallback meals that you can count on that you can prepare really fast and easy that you know you love and will fill you up. For me, it is quick burritos. I always have tortillas either in the freezer or the fridge. I always have refried beans, either black refried beans or pinto refried beans in my cupboard. From a can. From a can. And then I I usually have either avocado or fresh avocado or guacamole or salsa or vegan cheese in the refrigerator. And so even with just tortilla, refried beans, and vegan cheese, I melt that up and put some sriracha on it and it totally fills me up. I turn to that for lunch so often when I haven't properly meal prepped or meal planned and it it saves me from making decisions that are not quite as healthy. And same goes for snacks. Figure out some snacks that you love that you can turn to quick, easy, that are right there by your side. This is also a big reason why we strongly encourage meal planning. Meal planning helps curb this issue. And some of the, well, actually we have a whole episode coming out on it, but some of the quick, quick things that we recommend are pasta. What I like to do is I'll cook a batch of spaghetti or two batches. And then I have the noodles ready to go for me. And I just add the sauce later. And sometimes I'll 
warm it up with some frozen peas or some frozen broccoli and boom, I have a very quick, easy dinner. Yep. Or soups. You can stick those in the fridge that you can just microwave when you get hungry and you don't have to cook a whole home cooked meal from scratch when you're hungry. When I'm hungry, there is no way I'm about to step in the kitchen for a 20 minute and wait 20 minutes before I eat something. Like I need to eat now. And so having all that stuff prepared is so, so helpful. And if you're going to start somewhere simple, just make a grain and build off of that when you're home from work. Make a batch of brown rice or a batch of quinoa and then add your canned beans and some chopped tomatoes and avocado. And Mm -hmm. boom, you have a healthy dinner. Yep. Yeah. So when it comes to grocery shopping and getting ready, getting yourself the ingredients that you need to be able to do all of this, our biggest tip is shopping the perimeter of the supermarket. So if you want to be eating healthy, that means a lot of whole foods. That means a lot of fresh fruits and veggies and foods that you're going to find in the perimeter of the supermarket. You go to the interior aisles and you start finding a lot more processed stuff with ingredients you can't recognize with additives and lots of oils and all sorts of stuff in there that's not necessarily the most healthful thing, even if it's vegan and plant-based. So as much as you can while you're trying to be healthy, shop the parameters of the supermarket. But I also want to say the frozen aisle is really great. A lot of people feel like they need to buy all fresh fruits and veggies, and that can lead to a lot of food waste and can feel kind of overwhelming when you have to prepare a meal. But again, where you just want to have ingredients that you can always turn to on hand, having frozen broccoli, frozen peas, frozen whatever that you can use with that rice that you prepped earlier already and create a quick stir fry. If you have a nice marinade, I love the island teriyaki marinade from Trader Joe's. It's so good. And so you can quickly stir fry something up and have a really wholesome filling meal. I also love drinking water all the time. It was a big switch for me especially when I started dating Paul. Paul does not like juice or soda. He thinks it's full of sugar and it's going to cause me to be much more unhealthy, especially because type 2 diabetes is very common in my family. I should watch my sugar intake. And so I have moved over to never drinking soda, very rarely drinking juice, but always drinking water when I can. And I never thought I could do it. I never thought, I used to drink coffee too. I don't drink coffee anymore. I save money by avoiding Starbucks and Jamba Juice. And I also use less plastic because I'm conscious. I always bring my water bottle and it's just generally healthy. Yeah. Beverages are a big place where we spend a lot of our unhealthy intake without really consciously realizing it. You go out to dinner or you're eating dinner at home and you just open a can of soda and you don't really think about this is putting spoonfuls of sugar into your body. You know, you could eat cake and have less sugar. So when you're thinking about already trying to be healthy, we're big fans of allowing yourself to eat some comfort foods and and not being in a place of deprivation. And beverages are generally a really easy one to swap out without having to feel like you're suffering. So I've also changed a lot to drinking mostly water. But for me, I also really like sparkling water, like LaCroix have been really, really awesome. It feels like you're drinking something a little bit more decadent and special. And then I recently have become obsessed with sparkling water plus like pure apple juice. So juices are packed with sugar. And while they could be completely natural and made of only apples, it's hitting your body without any of the fiber and it's going to raise your blood sugar and then you're going to crash and it's going to have all these effects on your body that eating an apple wouldn't necessarily. And so 
yes, for all of those reasons, like if you're going to have juice, maybe add some water to it to make it a little healthier. But when you add about half pure apple juice and half sparkling water like LaCroix, it tastes, I kid you not, like the best natural soda that is so yummy and good and it makes everything a little bit healthier. So that's like a nice treat option. It's also something that Dan has been making for us while we've been working on projects. Dan is Michelle's husband. And I agree, they are delicious. Yeah, it's a pregnancy-friendly drink if you like cocktails or anything like that, but you're pregnant or you just don't like drinking beverages. It's a nice, like really specialty thing that you can make. So Dan has been making a lot of those. I also want to go back to something Michelle just said. She said deprivation. Being healthy and plant-based or vegan it shouldn't be about depriving yourself of and making it so that you aren't enjoying food anymore. And a way that I make sure that that is possible is that I treat myself with intention. There are times where I had the best intentions to eat whole foods plant-based with very little oil, sugar, salt, but I would then crave a bag of potato chips. And so I would go buy like a family-sized bag of potato chips, which I didn't need. And eat half of it. To avoid being in that situation, I now intentionally buy something that is a treat for me. Like if I want a sweet, I usually go with a pack of Justin's peanut butter cups and will, whenever I'm feeling like I want a dessert, I will eat one of the peanut butter cups. She usually shares them with me, which is the sweetest. (laughs) I do. I, I do. And then for a salty, I usually go with hummus and crackers. And the the crackers that I get are the, I usually like the late July, they're kind of like Ritz crackers and they provide me with a salty comfort. And also I feel good eating protein with the hummus and it's kind of a healthy snack, but still salty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are really great tips. And Michelle, you often do like banana milkshakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I'm craving something sweet, uh, I mean... Yeah, ice cream's amazing, but I actually love banana and ice cream even more. Um, It takes a second to make, but I always have frozen bananas in the fridge so that for dessert, if I'm craving something, I can always whip up either a milkshake, which is made with just frozen bananas, and you can add cocoa powder or peanut butter and some vanilla soy soy milk, milk, and it is delicious. It tastes like a straight-up milkshake, but you're actually eating only healthful ingredients. Um, Or banana and ice cream, which you can make in your food processor or blender with just frozen bananas and maybe a dash of milk to get things moving. So that's a really great tip, finding healthy swaps for your favorite foods that are less healthy. I also do things like banana and peanut butter or apples and peanut butter. And Mm. it doesn't sound, (laughs) it doesn't sound like the most decadent treat, but I feel like it helps satiate my sweet tooth after I've eaten it. Plus you're getting some protein from that nut butter. (laughs) Yummy, yummy. Yeah, guys, I know you've all had ants on a log, but I had never had ants on a log until we were making our meal plans and Tony made some for me. And that is celery with peanut butter with raisins on top. And it sounds so elementary and disgusting, but it is so good. Celery is a little bit salty. Your nut butter is going to be creamy and satiating and have a little bit of healthy fats in there for you. And then you've got some fruit in there too that makes it sweet. It's just delicious. I also wanted to mention that if you do go ahead and buy your bag of chips, (laughs) that's fine too. Don't feel like because you've gone outside of your goal that you have to give up. You can accidentally or on purpose fall outside of what you originally intended 
and still pick back up and push forward. Yeah, definitely. We're big fans and we talk all the time about being gentle on yourself, not being hard on yourself. Don't judge yourself. It is okay. It is just amazing to be incorporating even just more fruits and vegetables into your life is a positive thing. So pick yourself back up. And on that note, I know a lot of you listening may not be listening around the new year, but around the new year, we tend to set our intentions and our goals a little bit higher than what might be realistic. And for many of us, way, way higher. We think, oh gosh, we've been eating so unhealthfully over the holidays and everything that come January 1st, I'm going to eat only whole foods, plant-based with no sugar and no sweets and none of the completely revolutionizing your diet to the healthiest possible that you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And then also at the same time, I'm going to, you know, kickstart my fitness routine back up. I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to go running every day. Like we just set these really lofty goals, which is a beautiful thing. Like we should set our bar high, but there's always time down the road to add all of those things in. So what I would recommend is write down all the things that you want to achieve that year and pick one or two or three to integrate at the beginning of the year and wait until, I mean, I'd really suggest one, (laughs) at least in the, in the health realm, pick one thing you want to integrate and do that for a month until it becomes routine and second nature and doesn't feel like a challenge anymore. Then you can add the next one in the next month. And that will make things much more sustainable. You won't feel so overwhelmed. And a lot of times when you're eating differently and way healthier, everything's different. You have to eat different amounts of food. Your energy changes. You might feel sluggish. And if you're trying to work out at the same time as you're eating differently, they can kind of sabotage one another. So pick one thing to start with and then add the others on later. One way that I keep track of my goals is through spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets and I created a (laughs) (laughs) New a New Year's resolution spreadsheet with my husband and it was a way to check in. So you can put it on your Google calendar. If you have Google calendar to check in, check in with your spreadsheet and see where you are. And I put different times to check in about different sections of, (laughs) of my goals. If I had a business goal, I wanted to, and I color coded all of my different goals. Uh, And so (laughs) that was a way for me to focus and prioritize my goals. So maybe I can be a little bit more ambitious and they may fall by the wayside, but I have prioritized them. And so I'll focus on three and then have some minor goals that I hope to get to, but I won't focus all of my energy and attention. If I have space in my life to go back and focus, I can use my spreadsheet to remind me that, hey, I'm doing really well on my health goals. Maybe I can now focus on my business goals. And that has helped me a lot stay on track because sometimes I even forget what my goals were. If I'm yes. not writing them down, like you said, I just for, I forget what I wanted. <laughs> I love that idea of putting it in your Google calendar because it's true. Like we have so many ambitions in the beginning of the year and very rarely do we check in month after month. So I think that's a great idea. Write down all your goals, the ones that are really important to you to accomplish that year. Put something at the beginning of each month or on a certain date that's like, all right, checking in on this goal or starting this goal now. And it doesn't all have to be started at the beginning of the year. You can set little check marks for yourself. That's a beautiful tip. I'm totally going to do that this year. <laughs> can we do like a goal planning session? Yes. Okay, I like that. We'll, we'll podcast it. Yeah. And speaking of which, finding a partner or keeping yourself accountable. I think having an accountability buddy is, is super, super important and If you're trying to do things on your own, you make your own goals in your head and you're trying to achieve them, you end up sort of fighting with your own brain 
of trying to keep the willpower to keep going on something. But as soon as you let someone else in on that on that goal, even if they're not doing it with you, just to share it with a friend, share it with a family member, or share it on the internet, share pictures of what you're doing, whatever it is, then you become accountable to someone outside of you. And it makes it surprisingly a lot easier to make decisions and to stick with your goals. Yes. And we can't control the people we have in our lives. And sometimes they're not always the most supportive. You can find your support system outside of your home, outside of your social circles. You can find them virtually. And I see that all the time on the plant-based on a budget support group and on the plant-based on a budget meal plan support group. People are in these in-person lives where they may not have people who are rooting for them and may even be discouraging them. So they've found online communities to share their concerns, to share their goals, to share before and after pictures, like whatever they want to share with someone, they have a whole online community who is rooting for them, even if they don't know them in person, which I think is so beautiful. Yeah, that really is. Along that line also, kind of making sure you're curating the content that you follow. So if you're on Instagram, for example, and you've been on there for years, you're probably following a lot of different food accounts. And some of those are in line with your goals currently, and some of them are very much not. And so going through and making sure to kind of like clean up your space and then the news that is entering your head, the food photos that you're seeing every day to be supportive of where you want to be and where you're going rather than making it even harder for yourself. So figure out some great accounts to follow on Instagram and then also support yourself with all of the other online resources out there, which we'll talk about in a moment. I wanted to mention, this is a little bit irrelevant to what we're talking about, but I follow this podcast called the Food Blogger Pro Podcast and Michelle follows it as well. So good. It is really good if you're if you're wanting to start a food brand, blog, <laughs> social media presence, podcast, everything. They provide helpful tips and resources and have been tremendously helpful in helping both Michelle and I. But I remember when I first started listening, I found one particular piece of advice helpful. And he said... People say you are the company you keep, but he said you are also the media you consume. And so if you are consuming media that is inspiring and that is going to give you an example of someone who's doing something that you want to do and is being successful at it, it'll inspire you to follow in their footsteps and motivate you to reach your own goals. Yeah. And the only thing that just to put a disclaimer on that, if you're following a lot of health food accounts or something like that, keep in mind that these are curated photos. These are curated clips of people's days. Just because all they're sharing is beautiful smoothie bowls doesn't mean that's exactly what they're eating every day. We all slip up. We all not even like slip up. We all just like having balance is really, really important and being kind to yourself is important. And if you surround yourself by only perfection just don't fall into the trap of expecting that of yourself because that's nobody's life. But with that disclaimer, I think it can be really, really helpful to surround yourself by inspiring things. And you don't need to only follow influencers. You can follow people who are part of the support groups that you belong to, who are maybe health professionals who are not in their yoga outfits looking super cute, eating their (laughs) smoothie bowls. There are so many different types of people to follow and you can pick and choose what is going to be motivating to you. Definitely. So now we want to talk about some resources that can be really helpful when you're 
maybe having a struggling a little bit, need some motivation, inspiration, something to kickstart you back into that enthusiasm that you had on January 1st. And the first one is watching documentaries. Documentaries are can be a huge source of inspiration. Even if you've seen them before, rewatching a documentary can help like reignite the flame that inspired you to do this in the beginning. So some of our favorites are the brand new documentary Game Changers. I mean, it's not exactly brand new, but it's on Netflix. All of these documentaries are on Netflix, basically free to watch. Um, So the Game Changers is a really, really great one. It shows a lot of top level athletes who eat plant-based and are experiencing incredible health and gains from that. The film What the Health that Tony is in. <laughs> if you and that's also one that we regularly hear on the podcast of what inspired people to become plant-based. Yeah, I'd say like it feels like at least 50% of people going plant-based are there because of the film What the Health. If you haven't seen that already, it really is a must-see as any human being ever, anywhere. Watch What the Health for sure. Forks Over Knives is kind of, I think of that as like the earlier generation of What the Health. It's also packed with lots of inspiring inspiration, uh, but it's a little bit of an older film. Another one is Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, especially if you're struggling with a disease or illness like diabetes or, or something that you know food can be the answer. That can provide some inspiration there. It talks a lot about juicing and yep, that one's very inspiring. And then... There's our mini documentary. If you don't have a lot of time to watch a documentary, you can spend 10 minutes and get 13 minutes minutes and get a very healthy dose of inspiration. It's the seven days documentary with our dear friend Raul. And that's like the shortest, quickest way to get a great dose of inspiration. You can find that at sevendaysdoc.com or look up seven days documentary online and you'll find that. There are also a lot of inspiring books We hear a lot of people who have been so moved by the book, How Not to Die, that they've adopted a plant-based diet. And I feel a little bit biased because I'm also just a fan of nutritionfacts.org, which is the author of that book. He creates YouTube videos, which we'll talk about in a second, but he- Dr. Michael Greger. (laughs) Dr. Michael Greger. He is just a wealth of knowledge and breaks down information in layperson terms and helps you easily digest tough evidence-based research. Yeah. And How Not to Die basically goes, gosh, is it disease by disease? Mm -hmm. And then each of those chapters talks about what specific foods or spices or whatever you can be eating to boost your health and nutrition and best keep your body suited to fight off and combat specific diseases. And what I like about the approach is crowding out bad foods with good foods. And so it's, for example, they have the Daily Dozen app and they talk about the Daily Dozen in the book, but it's a list of a dozen things that you should eat to improve your health. And by every doing- day. Yeah, yeah. By do, every day. By doing so, you're crowding out a lot of the bad foods with the good foods. Yeah, we actually created a whole meal plan around the Daily Dozen. And you can find that at plantbasedmealplan.com. And it was very fascinating eating that way for a week because- it is really hard to find room in your stomach anymore for, for chips or chocolate or whatever when you're packing so much nutritious food in there. You just don't want don't want the not good stuff. So that is that's a really great one. 
Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease. Have you read that one, Tony? I haven't. It is one of my favorite books of all time. It is written by Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. He was a heart surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic and then just got frustrated that I think his his patients, when you're when you're treating someone with a bypass surgery or whatever, it is not an actual fix of the problem. Um, and they oftentimes ended right back on a surgery table for another bypass or or died. And so he shifted to focusing on preventative medicine and found a plethora of experience and research and beyond the power of plants to actually heal and reverse and prevent heart disease. Anyone that you know who's struggling with heart disease, who has it running in their family, that is an incredibly impactful book. Highly recommend it. Definitely pick up a copy. And then the last book that we want to recommend is The China Study. The China Study is another great one, uh, one of the largest nutrition studies ever conducted ever and focuses more on cancer. So if you know anyone struggling with cancer, highly recommend that book. I will say that it is a little bit heavier to read. It's packed with information, packed and packed and packed with information and it's pretty big. But also cool thing, Michelle and I have the same publisher. Oh yeah, Ben Bella. (laughs) Hey Ben Bella. (laughs) That's really cool. Yep. We love podcasts, obviously. And you can find good episodes that are super inspiring on our podcast. Two that I really felt inspired by were Karen Brockway and Eric O'Gray. So go back. Uh, You can find them in wherever you're listening to this podcast, or you can go and read about them on plantpoweredpodcast.com. We share their stories and pictures and other resources, how to find them. They're both amazing and have reclaimed their health through diet. Yep. So powerful. Another podcast that is really great if you're interested in health and nutrition or just looking for some healthy motivation is the Rich Roll podcast. Very well-known podcast. And Rich Roll is an amazing professional athlete. Uh, I think he was like one of the 100 fittest men in the world or something like that. (laughs) And uh, he has tons of amazing resources and guests on that show that are very inspiring. But you can just type in plant-based and read the reviews. And there are a lot of good podcasts right now. Yep. And then of course there's YouTube. That's Michelle's. My platform. My home platform. (laughs) (laughs) That's for those of you who don't know, Michelle got started on YouTube way back when I was watching some of her earlier videos, which unfortunately she has since taken down. (laughs) No thanks to me. (laughs) Tony's like, I'm watching all your first ever videos. And I'm like, oh my God, people are watching those. And I went and took them down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They are the best. They're so bad. They're so bad. No, No, guys, don't go listen. Well, they're gone now, unfortunately. Yeah, but there's still early ones around. (laughs) <laughs> by the by the worst, she means the best. And by the best, I mean, she had a camcorder and she would like push play, no, push record <laughs> and then go run in front of the camera and be like, hi, I'm Michelle. And it was so cute. I was so little. I was like at the very end of college. I think I started that. It was, uh, yes. Anyway. So yes, the World of Vegan YouTube channel, youtube.com slash world of vegan. I still to this day more than a decade later, publish a video every single week there. But there's also other great YouTube channels like the Nutrition Facts has a great channel. Um, and you can find just a ton of bloggers who are sharing healthy inspiration on there. And in the same way you use Google, you can look for a recipe on there and get a video tutorial or a how-to. There are lots of small tips and Michelle and I have even included them on her YouTube channel. Yep. I really love watching what I eat in the day videos because it feels like you're watching just like an episode of a reality show. I'll like, 
I love taking baths. I know I'm weird. Like all you, the time. You will not see Michelle taking a bath in, <laughs> you on her no. YouTube channel. No, you will not. But I'll, I'll like draw a bath and then I'll pull over this little poof and I'll put my, like a what are the, little Ottoman thing. And then I'll put my laptop up against, up to it. And I'll just like be chill and relaxing in the bath. And then I'll watch videos of just like people I subscribe to on YouTube, but it's a great way to have some me time, rest up, chill, uh, get warm and cozy, and then also be filling your head with positive inspirational things. And what I eat in the day videos are really great. I also have a, I have a bunch of YouTube channels that I do follow that I think are really positive examples of food. And I can't think of them off the top of my head right now, but I will include those in, in the show notes. Cool. Well, we hope that you have been totally inspired. Just remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to those around you who may not be super supportive of what you're trying to accomplish and understand that it's a journey for everybody. Yeah. And make sure to have fun. I mean, the point of eating healthy is not to make ourselves suffer through the year. The point is to make us feel better, have more energy, love life more, be able to do more things, be on this planet longer, you know, be able to be there for the people that we love and care about. There are so many benefits and it is so delicious when you learn how to do it and it just becomes second nature and no longer a challenge. So uh, hang in there, guys, who are trying to eat healthy and have fun with it. And happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can find all of our other episodes and show notes and beyond at plantpoweredpodcast.com. And you can sponsor this podcast to help make it continue on forever and ever and ever through Patreon at patreon.com. And that's something where you can... Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, Michelle just says, Google it. Patreon.com slash people. Just try and find us. <laughs> We're going to make it as hard as you possibly can to contribute a dollar. But through that platform, you can contribute as little as a dollar a month to support the show. And it means the world to us and really does uh, help a lot. There's a lot of expenses relating to podcasting, if you can believe it, beyond even just like the investment of equipment and everything. We're so, so grateful for our patrons. Thank you so much to everyone who's already contributed. And if you feel inspired, it would mean the world to us. All right. Hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your January if that's when you're listening. Otherwise, hope your year is growing amazing. We love you lots and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.